Kristen, and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host of two shows and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Hey there, Podcast and Amplify listeners. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm really excited to talk about all things public relations related. I know a lot of us have questions if we're not too familiar with it. And then if we've had dabbled in it, you know, it's always great to get an expert's perspective. So Gloria Chow, welcome to the show. Yay. Thanks for having me. So Gloria Chow is an award-winning small business PR coach and host of the top rated small business PR podcast, which I have listened to a few episodes. I squeezed in a few before we chatted and her topics are really helpful. <laughs> Actually like legitimately like, wow. I'm so glad I listened to this. Um, Her untraditional yet proven PR methods that allow anyone to gain top tier earned media without needing to hire an agency, have industry connections or any PR experience have been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Crunchbase, and on over 40 plus podcasts. So she's a real powerhouse and her online community is mainly focused towards BIPOC and women of color founders. As you know, if you're listening here, that's who we're speaking to as well. So thank you again for being on the show. And let's just dive in. I'd love it if you could tell me about a pivotal moment that's gotten you to where you're at today. A lot of people know this, but I used to be a U.S. diplomat before this. So I had a very, um, I would say, secured career with a pension and all the things. And I decided to abandon that and start over. (laughs) And that's kind of how I got into PR. I never worked in PR a day in my life. And I think that really goes to show that sometimes on the outside, things look great. Things look like this is what you should stick with. But if you're really miserable inside and if you know that you're meant to express yourself creatively in a different way, follow that calling. It's not always going to be easy, but I made the decision to give up a really comfortable career, pension, everything, and um, start over. And I'm so glad I did. And so that's where I am now. And I'm able to do the work that I love every single day. Wow. I love that. That's such a pivot for sure. And a reroute. And, you know, you can learn so much about yourself from just kind of following your gut, um, which I think is really important. So let's dive into something that I think a lot of us are probably curious about. What are some of the trends that you're seeing in PR for 2023? How is that, you know, approach or the landscape shifting? Yeah. So first thing I want to say is like, a lot of people get PR and marketing mixed up. There's a lot of different words, right? A lot of different things. So let's just clarify what that is. When I talk about PR, I really mean that organic earned media. I don't mean pay to play. I don't mean that get featured in this, just pay us because no one's really seeing that. That's advertising, that editorial content. So I'm talking about non-paid you know, earned media. That's really the ethos of, of what we're doing. And the reason why it's so important is because it has the biggest reach. It has the most credibility and it's searchable. So in 2023, time of recording, we know that SEO and organic traffic is huge, right? Social media, one day you might get a couple of views, one day you might get banned. You don't own your audience. But if you want to build long-term visibility where you're constantly getting traffic back to yourself, you're building credibility, um, that really is done through backlinks. And that's 
done through guest podcasting. That's guest that's done by getting featured on editorial content, things like that. So that's why it's so important. And also in a year from now, ads tracking is going away. So the privacy blockers will make it very, very hard for you, no matter how much money you want to spend on ads to be able to target the right people. So you might be spending $500 and you might be targeting a seven-year-old playing video games on Facebook, right? So that's not a long-term sustainable strategy. So that's really why I think it's so important for founders to look at PR and how can I cold pitch and how can I turn my um, business into a newsworthy angle so that I am continuing to get that SEO, that traction, that credibility, and that reach. I love how you started with the distinction between what is PR versus marketing. And sometimes they get confused. Uh, what are some other myths or misconceptions about PR that we commonly have that are probably doing us a disservice? Ooh, how much time you got? So, um, you know, when, when I started in PR, by the way, I've never worked a single day in a PR agency. Um, I just literally started picking up the phone and calling the operator at the New York Times and CNBC. And through cold pitching thousands of times, that's how I came up with my proprietary pitching method that I now teach, the CPR method. Um, but the thing about PR, I realized it's, it's really like kind of like a cool kids club. You have to know someone and it's based on this um, narrative that you need to pay someone for access to their relationships, right? And privilege and access are two things that minorities, women of color, BIPOC founders, we don't have. So the more I started to do this work, I realized there's a sacred element to it, which is that if we don't do the work of deconstructing these harmful beliefs that we need to wait our turn or we need to pay someone or we don't have the power to be seen, heard and valued, we will never rewrite the narrative of what an entrepreneur looks like. So we need to start pitching ourselves. We need to see ourselves being reflected back in media so that we can change the landscape. And so that's really kind of the why of what I'm doing. And hopefully that resonates with your audience is I'm not saying you can't delegate pitching to an, an assistant that you have in-house, but this myth that you can only get featured if you know someone or you pay someone who knows someone is completely false. And that is the reason why PR kind of gets a bad rep. It kind of has this kind of scammy feel. I mean, how many times, like raise your hand now, if you know, you've gotten one of those, oh, get featured in you know, this entrepreneur, all you have to pay is $5,000. So that is actually like the very thing I'm working against because that is really ruining it for the rest of us who are doing it organically. Yeah, it can't feel like this secret club that you need to know the right people, that there's kind of gatekeeping, especially for marginalized voices. So I'm glad that you pointed out that if you're not putting yourself out there, then people won't start to see that you have a story. And then other people see, oh, that story looks like mine. Similar, you know, ethos was time behind the podcast, you know, not always seeing representation in podcasting. So yeah, let's put these voices out there and give, give them a platform. Um, and then, so in terms of pitching yourself, I guess, or just in PR in general, are there skills that you should try and work on or amplify that are going to help you become a better person who pitches or writes the pitches or reaches out, like what are those key skills? Yeah. So there's a couple of things. I love how you said the word skills because we as founders were so busy, right? Especially as female founders, we're doing so many things. A lot of people are like, well, I just don't have time for PR. I know my, my story is amazing. I don't have time for it. I'm already spending too much time on social media. So what if we just shifted that belief? And it's not about adding PR to your already full plate, but using the skills that you need to do PR, which is to me, a $10,000 an hour skill, the ability to, to communicate your story in a non-salesy way 
that is really something that's going to pay off for the rest of your life, right? It's going to allow you to get people into your world. You can get onto podcasts, panels, partnerships, all of it. And it starts with knowing how to communicate, not in like a marketing way, right? But in a way that draws relevance. And that's really what doing PR allows you to do to cultivate the skill. Because at the end of the day, you're not selling to the journalist, right? If you if you are pitching something and it's very much like, get my services, here's who I serve, here's how much I charge, the journalist will be like, that's great. We have an entire ad section. Why don't you go buy an ad? So the whole point of what I'm trying to teach founders is a framework where they can change their marketing sales message into one that positions them as an industry voice, someone with a point of view. Maybe it's about sharing tips or insights or trends or predictions or something that's happening already in the news and you're just helping people give more context to it. Those are all the ways that, you know, and I go go in depth in my PR masterclass, but those are some of the ways you can start to take off the marketing and sales hat and start to think in a newsworthy way. Now, in terms of tools to get you started, I recommend everyone to install a Google News Alert. It's free. And Google pings you of all the headlines that are being published in the news about your industry. That's going to allow you to start to think in terms of headlines and subject lines, not marketing copy, right? It's a different skill. Another thing is um, sign up for HARO, which stands for Help a Reporter Out. That is a query of like hundreds of journalists every day looking for people to interview. Um, so that's, that's another great one. And, and I have a training on that as well on my website. You can, if you use social media, which you already do, follow a couple of hashtags on Twitter, for example. You can follow hashtag journal request, and you will see all the different requests that journalists are making that day who are saying, I need a, someone to talk about small business loans. I'm looking for a fitness expert to talk about Pilates moves after knee surgery, whatever it may be, right? You can, that's kind of a grassroots way of doing it. And obviously, the more you start to do this work, the more you're going to be able to see all the different ways that you can talk about an issue or a topic and be a part of the solution that's not about explaining your product and features and benefits. Yeah, I like that distinction between if you need an ad, then there's space for that. But that's not what pitching yourself to get featured is about. You know, it's about providing value and your point of view as well. Um, and then all those places like Haro and the Google alerts, like those are really great suggestions for us to keep in, in mind and get it in front of our view, you know, what's popular, what's trending, what's relevant. So that's super helpful. And then, so where should we be pitching ourselves? Well, there's so many different uh, groups, right? So there is podcasting, which I honestly think every single person in their lifetime should get onto at least one podcast. I'll tell you why. You're in someone's ear for 30 minutes. You build that trust like factor, like no place else. And you do get onto someone's podcast. That's six to 10 pieces of content already made for you. That's show notes that you can turn into blogs, that you can turn into newsletters. And the video can be clipped into Reels, Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube Shorts, YouTube. Like there, it's endless. And the best part is, is that that's a backlink. So it builds your SEO. So if I had to say, which one should I go for first? Should I see if you can get on a podcast? There are millions of podcasts in every industry. I don't care if you do animal care, if you're, if you're a tarot card reader, there is something out there for you. Another thing that you might think about is your industry magazines, right? So that's something very industry specific. For example, if you are a uh, plant consultant, right? We have those now. Uh, there's like plant magazines. They're like lifestyle magazines. Um, so that's kind of more niche. And then obviously there's, you know, the Forbes and the, you know, Vogue's and stuff. And for them, you want to look for the journalist who's writing that topic. So, you know, you don't want to pitch to the editor in chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. He's busy doing his book tour, honey. You need to look for like 
the sustainability editor or the person that covers female entrepreneurship. That's the person you want to reach out to. It's oftentimes not the higher ups. It's the specific writer. Okay. So preaching to the choir in terms of getting yourself on podcasts and how valuable they are. Um, and yeah, I love the trade, you know, publications. It's great to be in front of those specific audiences. And then, so, you know, we talked about where to be, let's talk about what creates a successful pitch? What's going to get you the yeses that you're looking for? So this is a whole thing that I teach. So um, I found from thousands of cold calls, thousands of emails, I realized that there was a pattern on the emails and calls that it would get some response. And so through years of doing this, because remember, I never worked at a PR agency. I never studied PR. I was studying politics. I had no insight. I had no relationships to start with. And I realized that the pitches that got responded to had these three elements. And I put it into a framework called the CPR method. C stands for credibility. P stands for point of view. R stands for relevance. And if you want to see the actual pitch word for word, what it looks like, I invite you to watch my masterclass on demand. And you can do that now after this episode uh, at GloriaChowPR.com slash masterclass. But in short, you want your subject line. We're going to start with an email. Your subject line needs to be specific and relevant. So for example, I wouldn't put something like, open this email now for your special bonus, right? That's spam. Or uh, I can't wait to show you this, right? The journalist is going to delete it. So it might be something like three meal prepping um, things for paleo, you know, paleo diet for 2023. Or I, I like putting 2023 or summer or spring or winter. That adds a layer of specificity that tells a journalist that this is relevant now and not five years ago or five years into the future. So try to see if you can put some timing on it. Maybe it's... um you know, best job opportunities for 2023 grads that are in the STEM field, right? You see how how many layers of specificity? It tells you who it's for, who you're solving, what it is. So think about that, right? I personally like threes. So I write a lot of pitches for my clients. That's like three things you didn't know about or three things people get wrong or three ingredients for clean beauty. And then in the actual email, you want to have the CPR. So you want to start off always with relevance, which is why this pitch matters now because you're competing every second for their attention and you want to grab them right away, right? So you flip the CPR. So you put the R first. So what is happening in 2023? Maybe there's a beauty trend. Maybe there's something on TikTok that, that's exploding. Put that right there. Instead of saying, hi, good morning. I love your article. I like you're wasting real estate. Go right into it. Say this trend is blowing up on, on TikTok. Everyone's doing this. It's got 2.5 million hashtags. And you know, here's here's how people can do X, Y, and Z. And then you go into like the three bullet points. So that's really the point of view, right? So what is your point of view on something? It could be three ways to, um, you know, save more on taxes as you're a financial consultant, or it could be three, three things that, you know, to help your ADHD child, like you know, adapt to homeschooling, whatever that is. I like threes because it gives them enough where if they don't like one, they have two out two other options, but it's not this whole long list where you're overwhelming them. And then you just conclude with the credibility part, which really is very simple. It's like, you know, I am a founder or a mompreneur and I've, and I've you know, tried this method and it worked really well. Um, I've also spoken at X, Y, and Z. You don't need to, but if you do, you can put it in there and you can say like, you know, I've also surveyed my audience and this is a really big issue for them. And, you know, I'm just hoping to be a part of the solution by offering these insights. The energy of the pitch is not, please, please, please feature me. I need more business. And the more it sounds like that, the more it's going to be ignored. The energy is about leaning into your own power, leaning into your confidence so that you are co-creating something with the journalist. It's basically an energy of, hey, this is a problem that I'm not saying that I'm facing, but everyone else is struggling with this issue. I am just offering a little bit of tips and advice so I can be a part of the solution. Um, let me know when you want to chat. 
you see how that hits differently than like, I have this business, we just launched it, here's my founder story and and then autobiography and here's my pitch deck. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that energy. And it is, I think you kind of feel like, oh, they're the authority or they have the space. So I'm trying to please like, oh, get me in front of your audience. But that shift of energy is great because it puts us in more of that power position of like, no, I have something really relevant and important and valuable to offer. So speaking about like energy in terms of maybe mindset more, because you're going to be dealing with rejection, right? No matter what, either people aren't going to get back to you or maybe when they do, they're going to say, yeah, that's not for me. So what are your tips for that around like kind of shoring up our mindset to be prepared for not always landing that pitch that we sent out? Well, I will say that time is passing by no matter what. I would rather be spending my time rolling up my sleeves and doing something that builds long-term assets for my business and not spinning my wheels on social media that can be banned or blocked or the algorithm doesn't like me and I lose everything. So I'm always thinking in my business as a founder, how can I optimize my time? So I'm spending my time on those $10,000 an hour tasks, speaking on a podcast, speaking on a panel, DMing an influencer, DMing a journalist. That to me is a $10,000 an hour task and not doing the $10 an hour task, which is making a camera graphic, responding to customer service. There's so many AI tools and Fiverr and templates that can do that for you. But there's only one person that can speak on a podcast and that's you. So that's what I'm trying to do as I elevate my business is I'm always thinking, right, is this a long-term asset that I'm building or is this something that can be delegated? Now, I know not everyone can delegate right away, but if you think you're busy now, you're going to be even busier later, right? So think about the small things that you can start to get off your plate so you can really go from the $10 an hour task to the $10,000 an hour task. So to me, learning how to write your pitch, learning how to cold pitch anyone and get that yes, that is a priceless skill that will help you in all areas of life. Before you go, I want to ask you our signature question. What is your superpower? I think my superpower is finding the relevance in anything. I've probably written nearly 400, 500 pitches, like like not including the pitches I wrote for my clients. Probably at this point, thousands of pitches. But I can just meet a stranger, honestly, like someone who, who joins my program. And in 90 minutes, I can write an entire pitch from start to finish without knowing anything about their business. That's just, that's just what I love to do. <laughs> yeah. You have your mind works that way and mm-hmm. it's probably very effortless for you. Well, thank you again for being here. Please let us know. I know you mentioned your masterclass, but is there anywhere else that um, listeners can go and hang out with you or learn more about you? Yeah. So if, if you actually DM me the word um, pitch at Gloria Chell PR, I will give you a freebie which will get you started to know what the CPR method looks like. So DM us the word pitch and you can find me on all of the things, but mostly I'm on Instagram. I also have a Facebook group. Definitely take Glory up on these free resources and her masterclass because I know they're super valuable. So thank you again for being here, Gloria, and sharing all of your PR knowledge. Thank you, Kristen. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. So if you found this episode really valuable, I'd love for you to head on over to Instagram and share your big takeaways, any aha moments that you had and tag me at podcast and amplify. If you have any questions, make sure to hit me up in the DMs. And if you have any friends or fellow entrepreneurs who you think would get a ton of value from the show, make sure to share this episode with them. 
your recommendations and your reviews are really what help grow this podcast. And we are always so grateful for your support. Always remember your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care.